The first person to survive Alzheimer's disease is out there, and the Alzheimer's Association is going to make it happen. But we won't get there without you. Visit ALZ.org to join the fight. Hey everyone, welcome to the Fantasy Football Addicts Podcast, part of the Fantrax family. My name is Mung, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. Hey Addicts, it's at FFA underscore Los. Welcome to another week of the podcast. Congratulations, champions, one and all. Congratulations on winning your leagues, every addict out there. What a great time to uh, to be alive, right, Mung? Yeah, and uh, for all of those of you missing fantasy football already, uh, that's why we're doing this wrap-up show. Talk a little bit about 2021, uh, a few early looks at some players and our thoughts on them heading into 2022, and just a bit more relaxed. You know, we don't have to go through the matchups, go through all the waiver ads and all that. It's nice to have a show where we get to just talk fantasy and talk football. We'll talk about the uh, NFL playoffs a little bit at the end, too. Totally laid back, no competition whatsoever, but a bit of bookkeeping. Uh, who ended up winning our uh, our bets for the year, Monk? So we tied on our bets, uh, oh. two and two. <laughs> what? Wait uh, a second. I thought I won. That's why I brought it up. Uh, no, you, we're tied. <laughs> oh, Damian Harris. Uh, but Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> you know, you did win the pickums with your bold predictions in the last and final week. Uh, for week 17 so congrats to you on that and you also took down our dynasty league championship this year so congrats on that one too well thank you very much i did i totally forgot about that who who was it that i was able to take down this year yeah you know second place isn't quite as sweet but i'll, I'll take it it's uh you know that's right you'll take it and you like it mom yeah, so I'll inscribe the uh, the plaque for you, and then we'll get you your trophy. But, yeah, 2021, what another wild season. Uh, knock on wood that by, you know, next August, September, COVID will be under control. It sounds like uh, hopefully the, the next variants coming out will be fairly not as serious. So maybe life uh, back to as close to normal as we can get. Well, there's only 24 Greek letters, and we've already been through like six or seven of them, so there can't be more than, you know, 18 more waves by my count. Yes, hopefully uh, next fantasy season will be fairly regular. Nobody will be scrambling at the last minute uh, to pick up waiver wire replacements for guys like Austin Eckler, but... uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go through by positions. We'll talk about some standouts, uh, maybe talk about some 2022 looks into these guys and go from there. Sure. Although, to be honest, those end of those se- end of the season COVID, you know, all the all the conundrums, all the trouble, really good for uh, for active managers, got to say. Yeah, I I will say that uh, you know, if you were smart uh, obviously it depends on, you know, the bench size in your league and then just, you know, how active the other GMs in your leagues are. But certainly there were answers, uh, even with different COVID absences. Yeah, you snuck a, uh, a nice Justin Jackson uh, start into your, uh, into your semifinal matchup, I think, and he did quite nicely for you. Yeah, and uh, you you smartly blocked me from picking up Boston Scott in the last week or else oh, I, I? I believe I would have won. 
<laughs> All right, let's get back to what you want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, enough gloating for one season, but uh, you know you can get it all out in the in the first three minutes of the show, and we'll we'll see. <laughs> all right, uh, let's go through quarterbacks first. Uh, the young quarterback everyone's talking about uh, almost got his team to the actual NFL playoffs. Justin Herbert, a fantasy quarterback two on the year and quarterback two in points per game. Uh, man, he went from uh, being the, you know, the dark horse of his rookie class to probably the top quarterback now in his class. Took a great step forward, did really well, brought uh, Mike Williams up with him, who stayed healthy for, for essentially the entire season, kept Austin Eckler looking great. And then even when the, when the top two wide receivers had to take a step back, made Jared, uh, Jared Guyton, uh, Josh Palmer look quite good. Um, good depth on that team. I have no reason to uh, expect him taking a big step back next year. Yeah, I don't. I, I think he's here to stay as well. But uh, I don't know that he's going to be drafted. You know, quarterback two in ADP next year. Right? No, it's just he certainly won't be. You know, guys, guys with the rushing upside will will go higher than him. Yeah, although you know Herbert runs a fair amount, so I, I don't uh, think agreed. it's crazy that you know he could be a top five quarterback. I think he should be a top five quarterback. Would you argue against that? I would not argue against that at all. Uh, I wouldn't pay for him at that level just because of, you know, basic quarterback strategies I like to use. But if he slips, you know, round eight, I'd be, I'd be more than happy to have Justin Herbert in round, round nine. Definitely. Oh, no, I think he's going like round four. I, I assume he's going to be in that top tier next yeah. year, you know, along yeah. with, I would say Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. Um, let's see. Mahomes. And mm-hmm. Herbert and mm-hmm. Lamar, right? Yeah, Lamar, yeah. Those will, Did you those say Murray? Will, yeah, those will probably be the top five if I had to guess right now for next year's yeah. ADP. Yep, that's a good bet. And it sounds like he won't be on any of my teams. Yeah, I mean, again, we don't draft quarterbacks early for a reason, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in our preseason show in about seven months. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, until then, let's let's keep going here. Uh, Jalen Hurts, a perfect example of why you don't draft quarterbacks too early. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys like Hurts, Stafford, Brady, they all finished as strong QB ones in fantasy, and you could get them a lot cheaper than guys like Dak and Kyler. Um, you know, Hurts. QB eight on the season, QB seven in points per game. Mm-hmm. I, I, it feels like the Eagles are willing to stick with him. We'll see how you know they do against Tampa Bay this weekend. Uh, I think they have a good shot to potentially make that upset. Yeah, yeah, good a shot as any. Um, and uh, his rushing upside obviously keeps him very fantasy relevant. I think Philadelphia will give him another season. Certainly not looking like they're clamoring to replace him in the off season, uh, but he's just a steady reminder, you know, a very shaky NFL quarterback who we're not even positive about his future right now was your quarterback, uh, quarterback seven in points per game this past year. And a great reminder and reason to take a look at, uh, you know, Trey Lance and Justin Fields a little later in drafts next year. Yeah. And we'll talk about Lance and Fields in just a little bit, but you know, assuming that Philadelphia doesn't draft or sign any free agent quarterbacks, Hertz should be a top 10, you know, in ADP next year. Totally. Totally. All right. Let's move on to the man of the hour. Uh, with yeah. Huge, huge weeks, uh, probably a league winner. If you stacked Burrow and chase uh, in, on your fantasy squads, Burrow, the QB five on the season, QB nine in points per game. He's a little bit more interesting, right? Because we saw that earlier in the season, he was still coming back from the ACL. The offense was still getting in rhythm, but man, what a dominant stretch in the fantasy playoffs. I do think 
I, I want to hear your thoughts, Los. I think Burrow might be a little overdrafted for me come next year because of how he finished this season. Yeah, last week I said that uh, I was not going to buy the hype going into this week on Joe Burrow, uh, or not this week, you know, championship week, right? And I think uh, the entire community faded him a little bit. Uh, he certainly answered back with a big, big, big game with, between him and Jamar Chase. Uh, those championship runs, those championship wins that he might have fueled is going to dra- drive his uh, draft price a bit higher, but for the reasons I talked, we talked about with Justin Herbert, uh, I, I won't be paying up for him. Yeah, I don't think, um, you know, he'll last past round five or six in most one quarterback leagues, at least home leagues. Um, But let's try and place him right now for redraft. So Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson. Are you taking all five of those over Burrow? Yes, I am. Not not in that order, but I am. But just in general, I think that's the top tier. You agree? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, all right, let's move on to uh, Tom Brady. He's, if assuming he doesn't retire, Boy. he's still with the Bucks. Uh, him or Burrow? You know, I, I would rather have. Well, hang on. We'll know. We're a not. Lot more we're come, not talking come... ADP here. Just in general. <clears throat> Just in general, it, it all depends on what that uh, receiving core looks like last year, next year. They're all obviously going to be without Antonio Brown. Uh, we've got to see where Chris Godwin signs first before I can reliably answer that question. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to see Godwin coming back with all yeah. the needs they have on defense. But, uh, yeah, as of right now, it's it's going to be Burrow over Brady. I, I, yeah. I was super high on Brady this preseason, as you know, but I do think next year is when you start to shy away a little bit as much yes. as I love Brady. Yep. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, assuming that he and Adams are back in Green Bay, but I would say that's for, let's talk about that scenario first, even though I think it's unlikely. You think it's unlikely for both of them to come back? Yeah. I mean, just the sheer amount of cap they would have to devote to Devontae Adams. Yeah, but I think they make it happen. And I think they know they don't have a team if they don't make it happen. Uh, They've seen Jordan Love play. We've all seen him on te- seen him on television. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers and and uh, I think the whole whole band's back in town this coming season. Very very tough to call Rodgers versus Burrow, but I think Rodgers is just a slice ahead of him. Yeah, I mean he's just been so good so consistently yeah. that it's it's hard to you know bet against him at this point. Let's for you know the sake of argument, let's say Aaron Rodgers is in Denver. Oh, yeah. Give me Rodgers. All right. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, all right. Jalen Hurts versus Joe Burrow. That's one of those things where I, I'd rather have Burrow for multiple reasons, even though I expect Hurts to outscore him in points per game. Well, that doesn't make sense. What are these reasons that <laughs> you speak of? The reasons are I don't trust Hurts necessarily to stay healthy for a season long, even though Burrow's been more hurt than than Hurts, right? Okay. Being his namesake, right? Um, but uh, but just the running quarterbacks with the with the limited throwing upside scare me quite a bit. All right, I think it's for me it's Hurts because we've seen that you know the guys who run they do have a high fantasy floor and a high ceiling, and it's just you know I think it's close. It's worth talking about, but as of right now, it's Hurts for me. Um, what about Dak Prescott? that's burrow yeah that's burrow now okay um i i assume over russell wilson yes well we got to see what happens with russ this year too but if he stays in seattle 
then then yes, it's it's Burrow over Russ. All right, let's uh, let's have some fun. What about the young guys with rushing upside here, Trey Lance and Justin Fields? Yeah, I, I'd rather take a shot on both of them later than what I'd have to pay for Burrow. Yep. But uh, but if it's just asking about them straight up, uh, Burrow's more reliable than Justin Fields right now. Fair enough. Um, all right, let's move on then. Uh, it sounds like Burrow is clearly top ten somewhere in that yeah. five to ten range. Yeah. Yep. Okay, uh, let's move on to Matthew Stafford, who, I mean, he did Mm -hmm. a lot of this with Robert Woods on the IR for a lot of the year. Uh, They eventually got Beckham up to speed. But, you know, very impressive season. QB6 in fantasy, QB10 in points per game. I think he's going to be another, you know, he's just not a sexy enough name where he's going to be drafted in the top eight or so. He's going to slot back into probably his ADP similar to this year, wouldn't you think? Happy to have him there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one Another one of those guys I would rather target in rounds 8, 9, 10 than grab yep. a quarterback in rounds 4 or 5. Yep. Plenty of talent around him. Should have uh, a lot more talent at the running back position this coming year who can catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, give me Matt Stafford. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about the two rookies this year that we didn't get to see a whole lot of, Trey Lance and Justin Fields. In the mm-hmm. flashes that we did get to see, you know, their running production – you know, made them fantasy top 12, top 10 fantasy quarterbacks. Uh, I believe they even had some top five finishes. Where are you taking them next year? Boy. <sighs> Probably my, my target would be to have them in like a round 11 sort of situation, similar to where I think you would have had to take in Lance this year. I think there's enough names of quarterback at the top where they may be able to drop into that range, depending on the league. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I, I think the hype's going to be there uh, next preseason. You know, this year we weren't sure if either one of them were going to start right away, and it turns out they did not, uh, which is why their ADP was some somewhat depressed. I think these guys are going in, you know, round seven, round eight. Um, really? I mean, that's you think where they're going. You think they're both going above like a Stafford? Oh, absolutely. I, I think so. Wow. Um, I think the preseason hype, hype machine will be in full swing on both of these guys. Um, yeah, that's next just August, not the way September. I play. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I would rather wait to grab one of those guys than a Kyler Murray or, you know, whoever's in that top five, top six tier that gets drafted in rounds four or five. Totally, but there's still plenty of great, uh, great depth in players at, for, at running back and wide receiver to have in here you know, seventh round. Sure. I think it just depends on where their ADP lands. Um, as yeah. of right now, if they fall into round seven or eight, depending on when your league drafts quarterbacks, uh, I, I might be willing to take a shot on them there. I think they're going to be fairly reliable options and they both have top three upside if they run enough. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some, some fun names uh, for argument's sake uh, to play devil's advocate. Jamin's Winston, uh, fantasy quarterback 13 in points per game in his six healthy games. Uh, he did that with no Michael Thomas. Uh, I mean, if the Saints re-sign him right now, Taysom Hill is going to get surgery on his foot. Um, if Winston is the you know proclaimed starter next September with Michael Thomas back, uh, he might be interesting in the late rounds as a you know or as a streamer. However you wanna you wanna look at this right now. Yeah, Jameis is Jameis. He throws for high uh, high volume of yardage. He throws a lot of interceptions. He throws a lot of touchdowns. Um, so, yeah, always in play at the stream, and even better with Michael Thomas is back. 
All right, let's uh, mention real quick to two more names before we move on to the running backs. I want to talk about Ryan Tannehill. Uh, you know, Ooh. rough season for the Titans. Uh, but yep. despite all that, he finished as the number 13 quarterback in fantasy, yep. just outside of QB1 territory. Uh, you know, that's despite missing A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry for various stretches this year. I, I think he's going to be a steal next year, assuming that they add a, a wide receiver or two in the draft or in free agency, and then, you know, A.J. Brown can stay healthy. You know, I like him. He runs the ball enough, and he's got a great offense around him. Yeah, seven rushing touchdowns in each of the last two seasons, by the way. So Tannehill has a little bit of mobility as well that people tend to forget. Yep. All right, and the last one, just for fun, you know, in general, what do you think about Davis Mills? Everyone was super down on the Texans this year, the whole Deshaun Watson situation looming. Davis Mills, his last five starts after Terod Taylor got hurt, 68% 68% completion rate, 252 passing yards per game, and nine touchdowns to two interceptions in his last five games. If Houston shows that they want to back him up with anything, then I think he's a fine streamer. I don't think there's any leagues where you would really have to go ahead and try drafting him. He's probably a middling to back end quarterback too in that sort of value area, but uh, he's been solid. He's been a heck of a lot better than uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I, I think if they if they show confidence, assuming they don't add a quarterback, uh, assuming Watson is traded, yeah, Mills is very interesting to me in Superflex and two-quarterback particular. But uh, even in one-quarterback, if you're just taking a shot, if you're waiting completely on quarterback, just you know punting that position and grabbing somebody around 12, 13, I think, yeah. you know, and he gets, don't forget, he gets the AFC South, right? Right. So uh, that's seven uh, or six matchups a year that, uh, you know, is, is against pretty weak secondaries. So something to keep in mind. Uh, definitely, I, I think what we've seen is at least encouraging from Mills. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. In general, what, I mean, what, what sort of prices are you seeing him out there as, as to acquire right now? Third rounder? Oh, in uh, Dynasty? Yeah. Yeah, and one quarterback, I mean, he's still forgotten. I don't think you sure. have to pay much for him. Um, and Superflex, you can probably still get him for a second round. Uh, if, if you believe that he could be the answer for Houston, I think it's worth a gamble. Yeah, Houston's going to have to upgrade their offense regardless, and he really was not terrible. Yeah, and honestly, like, it's been impressive what he's been able to do with really very little talent around him. Yep, yep. All right. That's enough for the quarterbacks. Anything else you want to touch on before we move on? No, that was good. All right, let's talk about the running backs a little bit. Uh, A few names that really, really helped you this season. Leonard Fournette, you got him in the eighth, ninth round, Mm -hmm. finished as the RB4. Uh, By the way, of course, all these uh, we're talking about full PPR. Um, RB4 in points per game, uh, likely got a lot of teams to the fantasy playoffs, even though... He got injured in week 15, so you didn't have him for the semifinals and championship week. He's a free agent after this season, so a lot's up in the air, but he definitely helped you if you drafted him this year. Yeah, everything is completely up in the air. I I think he gained a lot of that confidence and and, uh, trust from the team coaching in the playoffs of last year. That's why they, you know, playoff Lenny moniker came in. Um, I think we got to see what happens this set of playoffs before we can really project anything with him. Yeah, a lot depends on, one, his health, and two, whether he's back with Tampa next year. Um, A couple other free agents who really showed out in 2021, James Conner, RB9 in points per game. He was a workhorse with Chase Edmonds out, but he's a free agent as well after this season. So, again, 
a lot up in the air. And then Cordero Patterson, who finally broke out mm-hmm. after what seven eight years in the league uh found yep. his natural position at running back was the rb7 in ppr uh, rb13 in points per game he trailed off a little bit uh, towards the end of the year I, I don't i'm not sure exactly why atlanta kind of shied away from using him but he's a free agent still just 30 years old again uh, all three of these guys a lot depends on where they're going to play next year but man they they were awesome in fantasy for 2021 Certainly were. Uh, Cordell Patterson, uh, unfortunately, I think he's a strong sell right now. Um, I, I just don't see him duplicating this production. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what you can get, right? I, I don't know how many people are going to pay first for Patterson and Dynasty right now. So yeah. if, if you're, you know, if you think you have a shot to contend in 2022, he might just be a hold. Uh, pretty much hope that whatever that's team, what i'm gonna end up doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean whether he stays in atlanta or signs elsewhere you hope that they use him as a running back as he's shown you know is probably his ideal position right now it'd be great i i, I really wish they didn't get away from him in those last final weeks of the season don't fully understand it if, you, if you're if you've got a guy who's playing hot ride him i mean it's not like you're getting something much better out of mike davis yeah, and then, you know, James Conner, uh, some injury questions there. Uh, he managed to stay healthy for most of the year, but we're seeing he got dinged up a little bit towards the end of the season here. Again, just a lot of uncertainty uh, with all three of these guys, but we wanted to at least mention them because of how great they were this season. Let's talk about Joe Mixon. RB4 in PPR, RB7 in points per game, probably still going to be undervalued heading into next year just because people have been disappointed with him for a couple seasons now. I don't know why people hate him so much. I don't understand what's going on. He's putting up points for you every single, just about every time he's out there. Um, certainly some players will have, you know, blow up games and disappear for you, but he's been, he's been pretty much steady as the beating drum. I expect Sensei to take another step forward next year and to lean more into the running back in an effort to try and balance that offense out. I love him. Yeah, I mean, heading into this preseason, I was saying basically I want my fantasy teams to be comprised of Dallas, Tampa Bay, and Kansas City players. Uh, all mm-hmm. from the, basically stack those three teams if possible, and uh, you know add Cincinnati to that mix yeah. heading into totally. 2022. Yep. Let's talk about some disappointments. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, not everybody can be league winners, and uh, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley certainly were not that. Uh, Barkley just never got a rhythm. They continued working in Devontae Booker and that offense and that organization in general is just pretty, pretty awful right now. Uh, McCaffrey showed out when he was healthy, RB six and PPR points per game. What do you think about these two guys for next year? Yeah, I think, uh, I think, uh, it's about time to write Zeke off. He's not a running back one. He doesn't have it anymore. Um, he, he, he was tailing off at the end of last season. We gave him, I gave him a full mulligan going into this year. Uh, he's, he's off my draft board altogether, pretty much Christian McCaffrey. That's a little bit different scenario. He is wearing down a little bit from all of the wear and tear, all the big time workload, but if he's in the game, he's a weak winner for you. So it's, it's, it's a frustrating situation, but he's phenomenal. You can't get away from him. What about Barkley? Oh, did you say Barkley or Zeke? I'm sorry. I was talking about Barkley, but I mean, Zeke can be in that same category. Yeah. Uh, Barkley's tough. That offense is difficult. I, I still, I, it sort of depends on how free agency shakes out and what, what the draft looks like. But right now he's, he's going to be no better than a back end running back one. 
Yeah, I mean, especially if Joe Judge is still the head coach. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, he's barely a running back, too. He's, uh, you know, Judge has survived Black Monday thus far. We are recording yep. on Monday night uh, as per yep. usual, but I think they left the door open. It sounds like they're going to hire a new GM, so that GM may or may not have the option to uh, move on from Joe Judge. And right. for Barkley and Galladay and Kadarius Tony's fantasy sakes, I, I hope so. It's, uh, yeah, sorry, Giants fans. I don't know what to tell yeah. you. At least. Uh, he, I mean, he's probably a buy low. I don't know. He's he's had some freaky injuries. Like, this year was just stupid. I mean, I know that's not an intelligent assessment, but, like, that was a freak injury, freak accident. Maybe he was having residual trouble with it, the, the, you know, for the rest of the season. Um, you certainly don't expect that to happen next year. Yeah, it's not it's not something that gives me pause injury wise for 2022, right? It was just an ankle sprain, um, right. a severe ankle sprain, like kind of it sounds like what Lamar Jackson uh, was mm-hmm. working through, but you know it, he didn't tear a hamstring or anything. It's not a compensatory injury Nothing from what surgical, I can tell right. um, from the ACL. So completely unrelated. If he does, uh, if he wasn't ever 100 percent this year. A second year removed from the ACL, I certainly think the potential is there for him to be back into that elite athlete category. Uh, we know his yards after contact can be absolutely tremendous. Yeah, it's tough. So let, let's just play a quick game here. Sure. Uh, obviously, Jonathan Taylor is the 101 next year, right? I don't think anyone's disputing that. Right. Where are you taking McCaffrey? You know, assuming. I think two. Yeah. I think two. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think at the very least he belongs in the top five. I, yep. You can make an argument for a, a few others over him, I think, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I've seen some ridiculous talk of him dropping out of the first round. Uh, I don't think that, oh, no, no way. that's going to happen, or at least if he, it, it shouldn't, because if he does, I'll be drafting him in every single draft. Yeah. <laughs> Let him drop. That's um, fine. Yeah, I, I think he's still in that elite tier. Uh, we know that you know we can at least somewhat reliably handcuff him with Chuba Hubbard. Uh, even though I mean, what are people talking about Eckler? Yeah, I think Eckler's uh, the 102 uh, consensus okay. as of right now, if I had to guess, just because he had a phenomenal I don't hate year. It, but I don't hate it, but uh, I don't know. Why do I feel like McCaffrey's more trustworthy than Eckler? I, I don't have a good reason. I don't, I don't have a good backup for it. So I could see that. Uh, I could I could see that. So I could see dropping him to three. But then, I mean, certainly people aren't thinking Mixon or Najee. Uh, yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry's probably still going to be up there depending on how he looks in the playoffs, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I would take, um, I would take McCaffrey over Henry. I would. Absolutely. They, they don't throw him the ball enough. I, I can't imagine Kamara over him. No, not a chance. I mean, I, and that brings, I, I certainly can't go and pick a wide receiver owner over a, an elite running back. That's that's just that's just bad fantasy. I think Dalvin Cook is still in contention there. Ooh, not not over McCaffrey for me, but I but I get it. Yeah, just because I think the argument for that would be Madison is a more pure handcuff than Hubbard would be. So you you have a you know, maybe you're losing a few points per game when both are healthy, but if... See, I don't agree with that. I, I think Hubbard's going to be... I, I think when McCaffrey's healthy, they go back to 90-plus percent usage. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I think those are the names I would consider, yeah. and he's still top five, right? You're, yeah. So I guess he's a buy then. 
yeah um he's gonna be expensive either way yeah but uh we'll see hopefully he stays healthy uh i mean hopefully everybody stays healthy right fantasy would be a lot more fun (laughs) without any injuries uh fewer waiver wire ads but uh you know just oh man the running back position it's been brutal and uh another name that's been brutal is aaron jones he's Mm. finished rb9 on the year but it doesn't feel like that right rb14 (laughs) in points per game uh if rogers stays in green bay with adams i don't know even then the split has become more and more 50 50 down the stretch between aaron jones and aj Dillon. Yeah, Dylan's very good. Um, they're going to be keeping Jones fresh. Uh, Jones dips to um, upside, uh, you know, high end running back two with the upside of a weekly one, just because of how Green Bay's offense is. If everything stays intact in Green Bay, um, and Dylan middle middling to to upside running back, to, uh, middling to high end running back two. I, I think they're both very startable. Yeah, I mean, full PPR. I'd still lean Jones, obviously. Yeah, but uh, you know, but Dylan's, Dylan's got great hands. Yeah, he's in that standalone flex uh, with upside. Yeah. I would compare it. I would compare Jones somewhat to um, Eckler from like 2019, oh. circa 2019 Eckler, where he wasn't a workhorse, right? Yeah. But he got enough touches as the one A, and he he got enough receptions, and he broke enough um, yards by staying fresh for and touchdowns too. Totally, and that's what uh, Aaron Jones has been. He's been a uh, he's been a uh, efficiency monster early in his career. If we can keep him fresh, that's great. Yeah, so I think that RB two range, like you were saying, is pretty reasonable for Jones. Yeah. Um, real quick, let's circle back to Derrick Henry. Sure. I mean, even if he looks good in the NFL postseason. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's hard for me. I had him, so obviously I was wrong, right? I was too low on him this preseason, but it's just tough coming off a major foot injury. Um, He's a lot older than these other guys we've been talking about. I I, I still don't think he's in my top five. He's... I guess I put him right at five. If we're talking, we're talking strictly in a redraft. I think he would be my number five. Um, I think I would have him a cut over Dalvin Cook still. Uh, but feet are worrisome. Um, we've seen it in a number of players that feet are definitely more worrisome than knees. Uh, feet are becoming uh, less. Uh, Achilles is becoming a bit less worrisome than feet. I know that you know we don't have many uh, players to support that, but. Look at what Dante uh, Deontay Foreman Foreman did this year. Uh, Marlon Mack. Uh, we may see some sort of emergence next year. We'll see if he signs somewhere. Um, feet stick with you. You know you're on him every second. Yeah, and the other thing, I mean, you know, we've talked about McCaffrey and Barkley coming back. They're 25, 26. Derrick Henry's 28. Sure I, is. I, I mean, that's not that old, but in NFL running back terms. That, yeah. That's in that you know that red zone right there. The not that's that makes it sound like a good thing. That red right. area, the danger territory. Now, to me, the worry with Henry is a bit less there. He spent a number of years backing up to Marco Murray. Um, I think the first three to four years of his career. Um, so he doesn't worry me as much. His mileage isn't quite, but but they certainly made up for it these past two, two or three seasons, right? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably stay away if he's if his ADP is in the top five. I I just I can't do it. Um, yeah, maybe I'll be wrong again. Hey, you know, more power to him. But uh, we'll learn a lot from this postseason. That's for sure. If if he can stand, you know, these these next three games, if they last that many games, right? Um, yeah. Then uh, then then we'll learn a lot and about it. So you brought it up. Let's talk about a couple of rookies who 
um, got hurt preseason. Uh, let, let's talk about Travis Etienne and Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. I guess Akers is, uh, wasn't a rookie, but a couple of young running backs were hurt. Right. I don't know. It's Jacksonville. We'll see what happens with their coaching hires. I'm probably off of both him and James Robinson. We really don't know what the new regime, whoever they will be, is going to decide on. Maybe I'll change my mind by July, August. Um, right. I mean, same with Cam Akers. I think... I don't know. Maybe he, maybe McVeigh prefers a workhorse at this point. We saw that with Henderson and with Michelle. But if if Henderson's still healthy, I mean, he's played well enough this year where he probably deserves a few touches a game at least. And but thankfully, with Acres, we'll probably get to be able to see a little bit this postseason about it. I don't know if we will. I, one, I, I don't no. have much confidence in Stafford taking them very far. Um, and two, it sounds like it's still going to be primarily the Sony Michelle show. It sounds like they think Akers can contribute, but he's not, you know, 100%. He's not going to be the workhorse. And Michelle's been good. Yeah, I, I liked him a lot preseason after the news um, about the trade. But yeah, uh, I, I think there's a lot up in the air about those guys. Hard to say as of right now when it's still January 2022. Um, yeah. We'll have a lot more clarity on those situations. Uh, same with Javante Williams, who's looked phenomenal. <sighs> Um, if Melvin Gordon's gone, I mean, how high are you taking him if they don't add a significant contributor? He's a back-end one. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, a lot of running backs in free agency. Uh, Denver certainly doesn't have many other needs, so we'll see what right. happens with that backfield. They need a coach. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. And a quarterback. <laughs> and a quarterback. Yeah, no no big needs, just coaching quarterback. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, let's talk about some guys who are up and down this season. Elijah Mitchell. RB 18 in points per game. We'll see if Shanahan keeps uh, using him as a workhorse, if he can stay healthy. Uh, Another guy, we'll see if he can stay healthy and or get workhorse volume. Antonio Gibson, who finished as the RB 12, but it sure didn't feel like that. Uh, RB 19 in points per game. He had his his, uh, down games for sure with the shin and toe issues. And then Damian Harris, RB 18, uh, RB 20 in points per game. Touchdown machine, but... Again, that New England committee. Are, are we trusting any of these three guys? Who do you like? Who don't you? So I trust Elijah Mitchell. Um, I think that uh, the cons- the uh, concerns and questions are going to drive his value down a bit come draft season, uh, just like every uh, every San Francisco starting running back every year. And I would trust him. Um, if he's in there, he's going to get workhorse share of the role uh, until he gets injured. Uh, which probably will happen being a San Francisco running back, but uh, that can happen to any running back that can happen to a part-time running back. So if you're getting a guy that's getting a full workload and you're getting him late, I trust him, get him in there. Antonio Gibson scares me uh, quite a bit. I, I don't see JD McKissick leaving town um, and, uh, and the other backup uh, skipping out on me. Patterson Peterson. Oh yeah. Jared Patterson. Jared Patterson. Yeah, Jared Patterson. Sorry. The other backup looked pretty darn good at himself. Uh, I don't expect them to carry three active on a starting roster from a day to day, but uh, Antonio Gibson does not have a stranglehold on that job. Yeah. And you know who I just thought of as a buy low in dynasty? Hmm. Uh, I, I know I know people hate it after, you know, spending a second round rookie pick on him this past oh, year. No. I mean, Trey Sermon. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, Jamichael Hasty <laughs> and Jeff Wilson are both free agents. We'll see if they come back. Um, if not, Sermon looked effective in, in the games where he was given the lead job, even if that was just, you know, by process of elimination due to injuries. Right. Um, but if they don't add anyone on that depth chart, and if Mitchell twists an ankle or something, I mean, you're looking at a potential top 12 guy. 
your the the only question you need to answer is do you think Trey Sermon can be as talented as as talented as of a, wow <laughs> if I could get it out you could ask the question right is Trey Sermon as talented as a running back whoa is he as talented as Jeff Wilson Jr or not that's the question you have to answer and yeah. I think he is I think he's a good running back and I think <laughs> that people are so off of him right now you can probably get him for a third you, I agree. I agree. And at you that, better not do it. At that price, I would take a stab at it, you know? I certainly would. I mean... I certainly would. Guys... No, I mean, you personally better not do it because I want to. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, the comparison I made to someone earlier today was, think about guys like James Conner or Rashad Penny. You couldn't sell them for a third uh, last right. year in the offseason. But, you know, right. one, one, two, one or two injuries, and here they are. And that's that. So... All right, uh, food for thoughts. Anything else you want to get to with running backs? We should probably touch on Damian Harris looking at Ramondre Stevenson and, and just the way he runs the football. Um, I don't like chasing down New England running backs. It's been a mess since I've started playing fantasy uh, over a decade ago. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. It's not a fun game in new England. Um, but, but I can't buy Damian Harris at the price he's going to be going at. I think it's going to be a mess and I don't necessarily think they're going to invest in him for the future. Yeah. I mean, Harris is probably going to go in round five if I had to guess yeah. right now. Um, yeah, yeah I'd, mu- I'd much rather take Stevenson around nine, something like that. Yeah. Uh, totally. I think a very similar to my argument for Gus Edwards over JK Dobbins, this sure. past preseason before both of them got hurt. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's one of those backfields where I think both are good running backs and both can produce, and I'm going to take the cheaper guy. I'm right there with you. All righty. Um, I don't think we need to talk about DeAndre Swift too much. Uh, you know, as long as he's healthy, he should be yeah, in that he's top great. 12. Devin Singletary? We'll see. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, it feels like the Bills went with him as the hot hand, but it feels like they're very ambivalent. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, sure. Sort of like that Miles Gaskin situation where they gave him the shot, and when he was doing great, they kept with it. But as soon as there was a, a down game, they kind of explored their options. It's scary. Uh, if you can get him real late. You know, he's, he's, he's just been okay, but, uh, but yeah, certainly hard to trust heading into the next season. Uh, we will see how that works out in the playoffs for them. Yeah. If he's, if he's in like that range where chase Edmonds was this preseason where people mm-hmm. weren't super sure about him, like round seven, eight, I'll take a stab on Singletary. I think he will be, I don't see how he could climb higher than that. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he's worth a look there as you're, if you're, you know, going elite RB and then going wide receivers, et cetera, in those middle rounds, yeah. Uh, yeah, certainly going to be a lot of movement in the uh, in the off season of running backs, uh, guys that are twos looking for jobs as ones, or guys that are twos looking for jobs as one A's or two A's or whatever. Um, certainly going to make a mess of things in the coming season. Uh, so, could all be irrelevant. Yeah. All right. Um, ugh, I don't even want to talk about Miles Sanders or Clyde Edwards-Helaire. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, no. I think that sums up how we feel about those two, uh, as of it's right bad. now. All right. Let's how about Josh Jacobs? Let's talk about him. He's great. Yeah. Underrated yet again. Right. People were super yeah. off of him. Uh, I was among that. Uh, I'll, I'll take that as an L, um, from the preseason. I wasn't super high on Jacobs, but the Raiders in general really overperformed yeah. despite the rugs and Gruden incidents. I mean, this is yeah. a team that 
Honestly, like I think the Chargers on paper are a better team, but right. I, I'm rooting for the Raiders. I, I think Derek Carr has been excellent. Uh, you know, this is a team that really came together. Yep. Let's All see right. any other cheap targets for the offseason. That might might that, that might be helpful or relevant. Uh, uh, Michael Carter, if the Jets are better. Sure. Sure. Um. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, depending on where the ADP lands on Dobbins and Gus Edwards back from their mm-hmm. injuries. I think that wraps up running back pretty well. Should we talk about Rashad Penny? Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to just because we don't know what team he's going to be on, right? It's yeah. He's another one of those free agents like Connor and like the Is worst. Is Carson signed right now? Yeah, he's he's for sure back in Seattle, okay. um, barring, is. you know, any recovery issues with a neck injury. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just tough because like uh, like Devin Singletary, right? It, everything changes as soon as a James Conner or someone signs on a $2 million deal in Buffalo exactly. or something like that. Um, exactly. So, yeah, just not too much to talk about Penny. I mean, certainly came on strong down the stretch. I think he'll, he'll get a solid deal somewhere. I just don't know where. Yeah, maybe a Kenyon Drake type of deal. 11 mil over two years to do uh, less than nothing. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, let's move on then to the wide receivers. Still got a lot to talk about here. Uh, Cooper Cup, fantasy MVP, yeah? Fantasy MVP, absolutely. Congratulations, Mr. Cup, phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I think his ADP was a couple spots behind Robert Woods. So uh, yeah. if someone took the took the grenade for you ahead of you, you can thank them. Um, just absolutely, <laughs> absolutely dominant. Um, Debo Samuel, of course, uh, wide receiver three on the season and in points per game, probably the runner-up fantasy MVP, even cheaper than Cup, right? So do you buy him as the? Do you buy Cup as the uh, as the number one wide receiver next year? I don't see why not. I mean, Stafford's still there. They have the chemistry. It, it's him or Adams, right? It, I mean, they're. Yeah. I think Tyree Kills dropped off a little bit this year. Yeah. Um, teams really totally. just didn't give up the big play against the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I think it's Cup or Adams, one of them. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right there. That's a tough decision, and uh, hopefully, you can draft a stud the, running back instead. Yeah, I think the bigger question is: is Do we believe in Debo Samuel? Yeah, I do if he's healthy. Yeah, I I think he's going to go a little bit too high for me. He's high. He's highly ranked for me in Dynasty because mm-hmm. of, you know, just longevity, but I think depending on his ADP, we know we know redraft players are very fickle with uh with yeah. recency bias, right? So, it, do we think he's cracking the first round? Probably, right? I think he'll be um a second rounder kind of like because uh, there will be enough running backs to drop some wide receivers. I think he's going to be in the second round, kind of like how Diggs and Ridley were this year, right? Back in one, early mid two. If he's in the mid to late two, I think, I think that's a, I think that's a, I think that's a smash right there for me. Yeah, I, I mean, if he's there, we'll see. Again, we'll see where his ADP lands, right? And, yeah. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to drift into the end of one, honestly. I mean, so many, there was so much disappointment at tight end that I expect those guys to dip a bit. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Debo's in your preseason first round and I would not get him there. Yeah, I I don't think so either. I mean, Cup and Adams, um, I would take Chase over Debo. Totally. Yep. Um, Justin Jefferson. I would, yep. But yeah, he's right there. I mean, yep. mid, mid second Close. round. I would, if I had to guess his ADP right now. 
Yep. Yep. Uh, what are we doing though with Deontay Johnson? Wide receiver eight in PPR, but is he going to see the volume with Ben gone? We have no idea what the quarterback situation is going to be in Pittsburgh as of right now. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? I I think you have uh, an unexplained hatred for Debo or for Deontay Johnson. He's a mega talented wide receiver. He's a phenomenal route runner. He's uh, a less crazy version of Antonio Brown. That was insensitive. I, I, I redact that <laughs> remark, um, but he's uh, he's phenomenal. I, I love Deontay Johnson. Give him to me if you don't want him. Round four, if he's there, you taking him? Totally. Okay. Yeah, it's all yours. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, speaking of, uh, you did mention Antonio Brown. We don't know what's going on with him. Uh, all the best to his mental health, whatever is happening. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver nine in PPR points per game. So sad. It, you know, he could have yeah. been the fantasy MVP if he'd managed to stay healthy physically and mentally. Yeah, uh, phenomenally talented. Uh, we were we hyped him up all all preseason, right? Um, and he and he uh, bared, he, it worked out for you for the most part. Uh, yeah, uh, hopefully we see him on a field again. Honestly, uh, if he can get things set right, if he can heal up, whether it's his foot or not, you know, I I generally give guys the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um, but if he's back on the field, he's a great wide receiver still. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope he does well off the field and just in life. Uh, in fantasy, I wouldn't touch him in the single-digit rounds next year. I just, there's no stability yeah, I agree there. With that. Yeah, I agree with that. Upside's there, but, uh, you know, he's he's in that Josh Gordon territory almost. All right, Stephon <sighs> Diggs. Uh, people were really down on him after this year. Uh, wide receiver 10 in points per game, despite all that. Just had some down games. Uh, you know, wasn't in the top three, four where he was drafted, but I think he'll be fine. Probably he's not going to be a first rounder next year, but second, third yeah. round, he's fine. Yeah. He was overhyped last, uh, in, coming into this season. He came a little bit down to earth. He's going to equilibrate back to, uh, to a little bit better than this year. He's fine. Yep. Uh, Jamar Chase, top five wide receiver next year. But Ooh. T. Higgins, where are we taking him in points per game? Wide receiver 13 this year. Let's not talk about T. Higgins so that I can go get him. <laughs> like, I don't, uh, T. Higgins I don't is think a wide receiver be... two with wide receiver one upside. Um, I would almost make sure I buy a running back in the first so that I could snag T. Higgins uh, in the uh, late second or early third. Yeah, it, it's almost like a Godwin Evans type situation, right? Totally. Where you want both of them and maybe it's Higgins for cheaper. Um, he might yep. He might fall out of the first two rounds to be honest well he won't be in the first round that's for sure yeah no, um, but he might not even be a second round adp that's depending what I'm saying. On... if he if he can slide that's what i'm saying don't talk about him man Come on. <laughs> all right so we agree <laughs> that based on his adp a likely value uh a guy i really want to talk about i've been on him jalen waddle wide receiver uh. 14 in ppr points per game but if we're looking at the splits Five games with Jacoby Brissett, he was the wide receiver 44. 11 ouch. games with Tua, he was the wide receiver 8. Not ouch. Very nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's a guy that I would take over Higgins, um, but I think he'll be another value because he might not be a top two rounder either, depending on what running backs get shoved in there. Yeah, I don't see any way Jalen Waddle sneaks into higher than the mid-third, to be honest, um, and, and I love him there. Yeah. Uh, all right. It seems like we're in agreement on those two guys, so we don't have to talk yep. too much about them. Hunter Renfro, wide receiver 11 on the year, wide <sighs> receiver 17 in points per game. I think he's going to be a steal like Julian Edelman was for years in New England. 
great call preseason by the way just gotta just gotta give you props on that um the raiders game plan and future really worries me you know he had a lot of his success due to the the loss of rugs due to the lack of success for the tight end um I, I just don't know what this offensive future is going to be. If the coaching staff is going to be different, what is going to work in the playoffs with this team? Um, if things stay the same, then obviously he's, you know, crazily undervalued like Edelman for years, just like you said. Um, and even like Wes Welker was honestly. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if he's on their caliber. Yeah. But I do know that he's got chemistry with their car and he's a he good sure route does. runner. I think round eight. Oh yeah. More than reasonable. Yeah. He'll be a target. Certainly should be drafted. And and I think that's going to be the question more than anything is, does he even get drafted? Oh, absolutely. I think people will remember be. this dominant stretch late in the season, but I don't think he's going to be super discounted, but I think he'll be a very solid wide receiver three in rounds eight, and nine. If that's where he falls, if I had to guess. Okay. Yeah. I could buy that. What about C.D. Lamb, uh, wide receiver 18? Certainly disappointing given his preseason yeah. ADP. Uh, but Michael Gallup's likely gone. He's hidden free agency. Uh, but then Dalton Schultz is coming on. Uh, Blake Jarwin getting healthy now. Uh, I don't know. I, I think he's still mid-range wide receiver too. Yeah, Lamb's too talented to discount there. Um, I, I, guys who have, you know, folks who have him are not selling him. Um, you're going to pay out the nose trying to get him. I think he's just got to stay right where he is. Um, I happen to have him on my team. has got the upside, but not quite the solid uh, floor. So sounds like a, an ideal sort of flex play that uh, you probably have to draft as a back-end wide receiver too. Yeah, I mean, his ADP was, I think, if I recall correctly, like third round in September, probably drops to four or five. Yeah, so, yeah. and I'm uh, fine with him there. Yeah, I think I don't think he's a steal or a uh, or overvalued. I think that's about right. Right, right. Uh, we talked about Brandon Cooks a little bit with Davis Mills, but Cooks, I mean, impre- incredibly impressive. Uh, he's been productive year after year with different teams and quarterbacks. <laughs> Uh, he should be under contract in Houston through 2022. I think he'll be a value if he falls out of the top five, six rounds. He can't help but to have thousand yard season after thousand yard season. The guy's tremendous. Uh, <laughs> I think I wrote him off last year. I'm sorry, Mr. Cooks. Uh, and he's just been uh, playing like gangbusters ever since. Yeah. I mean, dynasty, uh, again, the concussion history, that's scary, uh, somewhat risky, but redraft happy to take a shot on him in those middle rounds. Love it. Let's talk about a guy who's been hotly debated the last couple of weeks. Amon Ross St. Brown named after oh, the yeah. sun God mm-hmm. wide receiver, 24 on the year wide receiver, 30 in points per game, but with Swift and Hawkinson out starting in weeks, 13, 14, from weeks 13 through 17, the number two wide receiver in PPR, number three in points per game. I mean, it's undeniable that he's very talented. It's just, is that sort of target volume going to be there when Swift and Hawkinson are back is the question. Right. And Williams. Um, I, I just don't think it will. I, I don't think that uh, that coaching staff, that that team is, 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 uh, is that's not their game plan. Um, they want to beat you with your, with their, with their front seven and move the chains on you with the, with the running back. So while he's very good, 
Um, he's going to be a bit overvalued, probably just thinking about the end of this season. Um, if he isn't, uh, you know, certainly like to have him on the team, but uh, no, there, there's just no way he duplicates that sort of production. Yeah, it it's really tough because look, Jared Goff's going to be back for next year. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that there's any quarterback that they're going to draft early that would immediately elevate this offense. Um, I think there's work right. to do across the board. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, round seven, round eight, Amon Ross St. Brown in that range, uh, kind of like how nobody really believed in Debo Samuel, right? But we saw that the chemistry is there, the talent is there to an extent. I don't think he has, you know, I mean, who knows, right? Uh, we've seen him be a top five wide receiver the last few weeks. That's his ceiling. Right. I don't want to say he can't do it, but... He's, he's getting all of the looks. He's getting all of the work. I mean, this team bounced back and forth between, uh, 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 not Quinnesifus, um, who's the other one? Khalif Raymond and, uh, I mean, heck, sure. we were even talking about... Um, Josh Reynolds, too, but yeah, Josh, I mean, yep, I, think, yep. I think he plays that slot role that Jared Goff hyper-targeted Cooper Cup in L.A. So I, I do think that even with Hawkinson back and if they sign somebody... You know, he's still going to get his share of targets. It's just not going to be quite as dominant. So for me, I think maybe like round seven next year if we're looking really early on. That's a bit high for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, understandable. I think he'll be a hotly debated player come next August. Definitely. Um, Another guy, uh, I don't have anybody after this on your list, but I wanted to make sure we talked about Elijah Moore because Mm -hmm. when he was healthy from week seven through 13, he was the number three wide receiver in PPR, uh, number nine wide receiver in points per game. Just an absolute monster. Uh, and that was with the Jets offense being pretty awful. So if Zach Wilson can develop, if they get you know some more pieces around there to draw coverage, uh, this is a guy who could be a huge steal next year. Absolutely. He should be. Um, the end of the season could depress his value a little bit. Love him. Yeah, I think people forgot about him a little bit with his recent quad yep. injury and on the COVID list. And yeah, I mean, I don't know where is the ADP is going to fall. Probably. Hmm. I feel like there's enough hype around him. There's people who love more where he probably won't fall out of the first six, seven rounds wide receiver, like 30, if I had to guess an ADP. Somebody who's paying attention will probably grab him there. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I think that's about right for him because yeah, there's some risk there, but the ceiling is sky high. Exactly. When you have a ceiling like that, I, so you lose so many players that get drafted in the first, second, third, fourth round. If you lose your, you know, if if your sixth or seventh rounder doesn't necessarily pan out, it's it's not going to tank you. And if you can get wide receiver one upside at that level, that's what you do. Yeah, um, I think that's it for my list. Anybody you want to hit on here before we move on? Yeah, there's a couple guys who I've got questions about going into the future. Uh, by two, they basically DJ Moore and Adam Thielen. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be off of Thielen just because. Yeah. What is he like? 32, 33. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's tough. It depends on his ADP, right? Because we know Cousins yeah. loves him. that's one of his go-to guys it's going to depend on adp i was i was a year too early on him but i think the process is still there where i'd rather go with elijah moore in the 
sixth, seventh round than Thielen in the fourth, fifth, if he falls a little bit from his 2021 ADP? Agree with you there. What about, of course, he's talented, but does he have the quarterback or team to support it? DJ Moore. Well, we'll see. Um, The early report is that Miami fired Brian Flores because he was the guy backing, uh, you know, the, the push to get Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And from what it sounds like, uh, based on just rumors and reports that aren't substantiated, uh, the front runner for Deshaun Watson, if he settles his off-field issues, is Carolina. Hmm. Uh, so obviously that would have a huge swing on DJ Moore's ADP. Certainly would. Um, in that event, I would take Moore fourth round. Yeah. Uh, if it's... I don't even know. It's not going to be Darnold or Newton, I don't think. But I, no, I don't know. No way. I don't know who it's going to be. But uh, I'm not touching more in the first five rounds. I just can't. I mean, the it's talent's scary. there, but uh, I don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look like. Other uh, the other rookie from uh, from that draft class, Calvin Ridley. Uh, I'm fine going back to Ridley. If he figures out his uh, mental health issues, uh, it sounds like he may leave Atlanta, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I Super mean... talented. I, I don't think he comes back early if he's ready. I, I think if he's back, he's back. I agree with you. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a little bit of risk there, obviously, because we just don't know, and, you know, it's, it's really up to him. But, uh, yeah, if, he, if he's back with a team with a decent quarterback situation, I, I'm still taking him in the top three rounds. How high should we take Darnell Mooney? That's tough for me. Um, Pull with the heartstrings. I think he's in that round eight, nine-ish range. Ooh, I think he's a little higher for me. I like, I like him in maybe seven. Yeah, I mean, that's that's another situationally dependent, right? Like, Amon Ross, St. Yeah. Brown, Mooney, it depends if Detroit, Chicago signs any wide receivers. Um yeah, I, we'll see. Certainly a lot going to be moving at the, just like running back, certainly a lot going to be moving at the wide receiver uh, position to change things. Guys who were injured, guys coming back, you know, uh, of course, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have gained a little value at how, his, how he looked this season, but Robert Woods is going to be back. Uh, what's going to happen at the quarterback position in, uh, in Pittsburgh, and how's that going to affect Chase Claypool and Deontay? So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to talk about some of these situations because free agency and, and the draft will change them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some of them are pretty locked in, or or at least the talent is enough where I'm not too worried about that. Yeah. So I'm buying Terry McLaurin. Uh, I mean, it depends on his ADP. Uh, I'm not drafting him in the top three rounds. No. Not the top three rounds, certainly not. All right. Um, I think we've about uh, fried that one at wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's let's finish on one last wide receiver real quick. Oh, okay, sure, go for it. All right, let, let's go with two, because it's worth okay. talking about the disappointments, right? Uh, DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins and A.J. Brown. Oh, yeah. So Hopkins is getting up there, but Brown's still young. He's just had yeah. quite a few injury issues. Um, mm-hmm. and then Hopkins, even when he was healthy earlier in the year, Arizona's offense was good enough that he was scoring touchdowns and keeping him in that, you know, top 10, top 12 ish fantasy range. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but he wasn't getting, you know, a monumental target share like he was last year. He was no longer, quote unquote, the guy being hyper targeted like a Devontae Adams type. I don't think he's a top two round guy. DeAndre Hopkins. Top 24. <laughs> if he is, he's certainly towards the end of it. But yeah, I, I, I don't see taking him in the top two rounds. I, I can't see myself doing it. The upside isn't there. Yeah, and then, you know, what about A.J. Brown? He's going to be still young, he 25 he's, he's, next year. He's back for me. He's If he if he dips to the end of your second, I, I think you can take him there just fine. Okay. All right, let's move on then to the tight end position. Uh, a lot to talk about here, too, because as you kind of prefaced earlier in the show, I don't think any tight ends are worth taking in the first round. Not right now, they're not. Maybe not even in the second. <laughs> Yeah, uh, hopefully not, because that that way I don't have to spend up on them just to get somebody good. <laughs> yeah, and then the other thing is, look, Mark Andrews is a top three tight end in the league. He's a top three sure. fantasy tight end. Are you at all concerned that his massive games down the stretch here have all been with Tyler Huntley or with, or with the number three quarterback? <laughs> No, I'm not concerned. Like, it's great that his uh, that he's had massive games, and I, I don't necessarily think he'll have massive games um, with Lamar Jackson, but he had great games. He had very solid games. He was having a very good season before Lamar Jackson got hurt. So, no, I'm not scared. I, I don't think his upside is what it is, and if you have the opportunity to cash out on him, um, I don't know. You, you better have a good reason to cash out. You better have some sort of answer at tight end for yourself because it's very hard to come by one. But uh, if you could cash out at a, at a very strong tight end one price, heck, go for it. Yeah, I, and I'm not even talking dynasty, right? I'm talking more redraft because sure. Um, let me take a quick look at when exactly the Lamar injury was, right? So mm-hmm. Lamar was... Basically, he got hurt early in week 14, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's when Huntley came in. So 14. So let's look at weeks one through 13 first, right? Yeah. Um, in those 13 weeks, Andrews was the number three tight end in fantasy in points per game, 14.9. Right. And then from weeks 14 through 17, I want to take a look. What did I say? 14.9? Mm-hmm. And weeks 14 through 17, his average was 26.4. That's a huge jump. <laughs> that's a big jump. Right? So yeah, that's a huge jump. What I'm saying is I, I think Andrews is clearly a top three tight end for next year right. in redraft, maybe even the tight end one. But I don't think he's a, a massive massive advantage like he was in these last three weeks in the fantasy playoffs is what i'm saying no no certainly not they're all pretty they're all pretty close to each other um i certainly expect kyle pitts to take a step forward uh did better than i even expected very nice thousand yard season for rookie tight end um who doesn't really play tight end um but that's besides the point um so i no he's he'll go off the board as the tight end one but him kelsey uh, well, is he your Pitts, tight end one? Kittle, they should all be near each other. Is he your tight end one right now for 2022? Yes. And what round is the earliest you'd be willing to to reach on Andrews here? Third. 
probably fourth, third or fourth, depend uh, late third. Let's call it late third. Okay. I think I will have zero shares of Andrews because I think his ADP is going to shoot up into the second round. Oh yeah. Totally. Um, we had Darren Waller in the second round this year. And I think even if he's in the third, that's, that's a bit rich for me. Yeah. I, I think there's yeah, like enough back third, like 3.10, something like that. Yeah, I, I think there's enough risk on Andrews, Kelsey, Kittle, and Pitts heading into next year. Those are my top four, my top tier. Do you disagree with yep. any of those? No, got it right there. Um, agree but with you. I don't think I'm taking any of those guys in the top four rounds. Fourth is tough to sell me on tight end, and that's one of those questions where it really depends on who else was taken. You know, if, if there's a tier bust at uh, at running back and wide receiver, then uh, then I won't do it. But uh, but if if the right situation plays out, I could do it. Yeah, and, and I mean we'll see, right? Because I just have enough questions about all these guys. Kelsey showed his age a little bit this year; hasn't mm-hmm. looked quite as explosive. Kittle, I, I love Lance in fantasy, but will he be passing as much? Because his rushing production obviously takes away from the passing game. Yeah, um, I think Lance torches Kittle. Unfortunately, I, I, I don't I don't see him as a very good passer. Um, either pre-draft or during this season. So uh, Lance would be the worst thing that could happen to Kittle. Yeah, it's tough because, I mean, I love Kittle. I think I think hands down he's the most talented tight end in the league right now. Yeah, um, yeah I would agree with like that. Like if you, put him, on, if you well, put him on the Chiefs, I think he would outscore Kelsey, what, what Kelsey's done the last couple of years. Yes, I agree with that. Um, I think Kyle Pitts is probably m- more talented but I think that's a different question than you're trying to answer. As a pure receiver, maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah, in general, I mean, I, I think there's questions about Kittle heading into next year for fantasy purposes, certainly. Um, they like having him blocked to begin with, and they run a lot in the red zone, so that's one of the big issues. Um, yep. So I, I, I think... He's, he's a significant injury risk, too. Yeah, and I, I think I, I, my point here is I think Andrews is the tight end one for redraft yeah. heading into next season. I just think he's going to go way too high for me because yeah, I, I expect pro- more true. of that, more like the 15 fantasy points per game we saw uh, for most of the season than this explosion when the backup, the backup quarterback hyper-targeted him. The problem at tight end, though, is that it's the opposite of quarterback. Who do you feel comfortable waiting on late for? Yeah, I mean that's the other, <laughs> that's the that's the concern. But I mean we've seen with Knox and Schultz and Gronk that that these guys emerge, um, yeah. and, and I think that if you do want to take a stab later on, the, again it depends on their ADP and the running backs and wide receivers going around them. But like you said, with guys like Higgins and Waddle still in the third, fourth, right? If they yeah. fall that far, I mean, yeah. I just it's hard yeah, for me. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. I agree with you. Yeah. So again, ADP dependent. We may actually have a we may have a deeper tight end class this coming year. We've got Andrews, Kelsey, Kittle, Schultz, Knox, Goddard will probably be fine. Pitts will be up there. Gronkowski, if he comes back, um, could end up the number two target on the team solidly. Uh, Ertz was quite good with uh, in Arizona. Um, Friermuth, TJ Hawkinson, that's that's 11 right there. Yeah, if Hawkinson um, and Waller come back healthy, they're still in that mix. Yeah, Waller. Um, but their ADPs yeah. will be way cheaper than they were this year. Yep. Uh, yeah. And they're going to be way cheaper than Andrews or Pitts or Kittle, you know, all these guys. So, so. you heard it here. Don't draft, uh, don't draft Mark Andrews. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> but that is what we're saying at ADP, right? We're assuming right. that the the large majority of the fantasy community will push up because of this last stretch of huge games. Um, all right, oh. let, let's talk about that second tier a little bit uh, before we wrap up the fantasy part and talk a little bit about the the NFL playoffs. Um, Schultz, Knox. Goddard, Gesicki, Gronk. Do you have a uh, a preference among these guys as of right now, or is it all kind of that muddled second no, tier? Whoever falls, I, I I'm very comfortable with all of those guys. Okay, um, I think Gesicki might be a buy low for me. Sure. Uh, he might be a guy that I would target because we've seen that he's just an athletic freak. He makes amazing one-handed grabs. His hands are great. I think the target volume was the biggest issue. And if he leaves Miami, which it sounds like there's a good chance he might and goes to a team that actually features the tight end a little bit more in the passing game, then he could be a top five guy. You know, he's going to end up in Chicago, right? (laughs) Oh man. I mean, Hey, maybe with Justin Fields, we'll see. And uh, whoever the new offensive coordinator is, Um, but Uh, someone to keep an eye on Mike Kosicki, he'll be third on the depth chart. (laughs) Uh, all right. Any other tight ends that we didn't really touch on that you want to make sure we talk about? Yeah, I'm very worried about Noah Fant. Yeah, I, I mean that is really predicated partially on the QB situation, right? Even without, there's just too much talent at wide receiver, and uh, yeah. and Albert O is too good to ignore, uh, which which pushes which pushes Fant off of the line of scrimmage and I don't necessarily know that he's better off the line than a uh than a Jerry Judy or a Tim Patrick. Yeah, I I agree. Um he won't be in my top seven Anything. at least. Maybe not even top no. ten, but uh no. oh he's he's out of my top fifteen. He's uh it's tough because I think he's a better route runner and better hands, but uh not that far apart from uh, OJ Howard or David Joku, who were athletic freaks coming out, but we're seeing that the tight end position is so dependent on volume. Right. And what have they done? Right. Yeah. Interesting um, players. OJ Howard. He is coming on a, he, he, his contract is over. Um, I did pick him up in our dynasty league just out of pure, you know, Hey, where's he going to show up yeah. next season? If he doesn't resign, uh, still a very talented player, but, uh, can't, couldn't quite make it happen in Tampa. Uh, if we, I mean, if we want to talk about dynasty stashes, I like Colin Granson while you were picking up OJ Howard um, in Indianapolis. Sure. So as bad as Carson once has been, if he's still there next year, we know he loves the tight ends. Sure does. Sure does. Um, oh man. That, if you're a Colts fan, I'm sorry. That, <laughs> that was, yeah. Oh. Oh, but uh, I think, wow. I mean, this just illustrates why quarterbacks usually win MVP. Right. I mean, right. Jonathan Taylor right. is so good. He's by far and away the best running back talent in the league right now. Maybe Nick right. Chubb as a pure runner, um, mm-hmm. but it, it just doesn't matter. So much of that position is dependent on the offensive line and quarterback play. Mm. You said it right. Sorry, Colts fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Anything else on the tight ends? No. I th- well, let's see. I thought there was one more that I had down here. Um, to go real deep. Oh, you know what? Not so deep. Dan Arnold. 
Yeah. I think he's a good play. I think he's a good buy. I like him. I think people have completely forgotten about him. Yeah, I think he's fine. You know, he'll be your 15th round pick if you just completely wait on tight end. I yeah, think. yeah I fine. like him. Um, All right. Uh, just I, I just, say that. that's Don't more garbage time volume dependent, which makes me a little bit more nervous. But I mean, he'll be a streamer. It won't shock me at all if he has a few top 10 weeks. I don't know about garbage time volume. I, I think he's, I think he might, I think he might end up being the uh, top target on that team. Okay. Uh, it sounds like you recommend him as a dynasty buy. Um, I'm not, I'm not as in love, but uh, I certainly don't hate it. He'll, he'll just cost you what a third. Exactly. If yeah. that. Um, any hope for Adam Troutman? I know he was a hyped name in the preseason. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't mind him, not but, anymore. Yeah. All right, I think that's enough on the tight ends for now. Yeah. Yep. But uh yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much the 2021 fantasy season. I mean, a lot of crazy stuff going on. Great um, season. Yeah, hopefully if you're listening to this, you placed in the top 3, maybe even won your title. Um Yeah, all right, let's talk about the NFL playoffs real quick before we sign off for the off season going to be an exciting uh, set of playoffs uh, hopefully very excited to see the titans get that first round by not because i necessarily care about them winning uh but i i just wanted to see derrick henry come back and get a chance to play in these playoffs uh i'm excited for that yeah and i i think the titans are a dark horse right now um they're getting healthy at the right time and somehow they managed to get the top seed in the afc i i really didn't see that coming after aj brown and derrick henry went went down um, hey, crazy things happen in the league. Yeah, I mean, I tweeted out my award picks for 2021. Uh, I think Rabel deserves Coach of the Year based on what he's <laughs> been able to do with a Titans roster. Uh, again, I tweeted this out earlier today. A Titans roster that, you know, most people can't name a single defensive player on their roster right now, right? They don't have any stars. Um, maybe Bud Dupree or Harold Landry. I mean, they're good in the front seven, but in the secondary, I mean, no one's really a lockdown <laughs> corner, but. They're sixth in points per game given up. Um, I, I mean, they just don't allow a ton of points scored. Yeah. Uh, now, I think, is it going to break down that they're going to get the winner of the Buffalo-New England game, or or is there a reseeding, reseeding that's going to happen? Well, I mean, if New England wins, they'll, they'll be heading to Tennessee. Um, okay, because they're the five. But okay. if Buffalo wins, then it's probably going to be Cincinnati at Tennessee. Okay. Yes, um, assuming that Cincinnati... Um, wait a second. This isn't a right bracket. This has Indy in the playoffs. What What am I even looking at? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, because it would be the Raiders or the the Bengals, assuming you think Buffalo yeah, wins. There we go. There we go. I'm sorry. That's that's right. Okay. How do we want to do this? Yeah, I mean, look, we can just talk through each matchup and you know make our okay. picks. I guess. Uh, I mean, we won't All spend right. quite as much time as our normal shows because we're wrapping this up. But Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Ben Roethlisberger is going to uh, wave goodbye to the NFL. Uh, Kansas City's going to take this one by ten points. No arguments there. Uh, AFC rematch: New England at Buffalo. This is going to be a fun game. Very interesting. Very excited for this one. Uh, this one's in Buffalo. Or no, this one's in New England, right? No, it's in Buffalo. It's in Buffalo. Okay. Whew. If we get a, uh, if we get another one of those, if we get one of those Buffalo weather games, I could see the Patriots coming in and stealing this one. But my gut is leaning Buffalo here. Yeah, I mean, barring extreme weather circumstances, I think both of these defenses are good. 
And as good as Mac Jones has played as a rookie, I think it's basically comes down to Josh Allen versus Mac Jones and it's Josh Allen. Yep. And then of course we have Bengals versus the Raiders. I think we've already talked about thinking that the uh, Bengals are going to take this one. Yeah. I mean, we saw them just shellac the Raiders a few weeks back and I don't expect that to be very different. Um, Let's All go. right, so that puts the Titans against the... Well, uh, let's go to the NFC side. Let's do Wild Card Weekend, and then we'll oh, go sure. to the next okay. round. How about that? Sounds good. All right, Eagles at Tampa. Tampa, come on. Yeah, I'm just, I'm a little nervous. Um, they have a ton of injuries, right? I just, they won by six points early in the year um, with a very healthy roster. I'm not so certain on this one. I think it's 60-40 Tampa. All right, I'll give it 70-30. It's the playoffs. Bruce Arians coming to play. Okay. San Francisco and Dallas. This is a tough one. Uh, San Fran's coming on okay, but I, I think Dallas is going to go ahead and win this one. Yeah, I just, I'm not betting on Jimmy Garoppolo in the playoffs. No. That's, that's, that's really what it comes down to. He got him to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and... I, I don't know that Trey Lance would do better as of right now as a rookie with his inexperience and everything, but I, I think it would be a more unpredictable offense. Um, I won't say better, but yeah, I'm going to go with, <laughs> I, I think this one is more 70. I'm more confident in Dallas than I am in Tampa Bay. Let's put it this way. Ooh, okay. Sorry, Tampa. And they just have so uh, yeah, many man, injuries on leaves. defense, right? And then they're missing yep. Antonio Brown and uh, Chris Godwin. Um, Cyril Grayson's got a hamstring injury. We'll see if Leonard Fournette plays. So they're just down so much talent. All right. Well, hopefully they get, get healthy for because uh, because I don't want to see Green Bay just uh, churning through with with no real opposition. Yeah, I would I would love to see Tampa advance again, but uh, I, I'm just more nervous than I am the last year. Right? I picked them as the Super Bowl winner last year, but uh, yep. yep, this year's a little a little tougher with all the injuries. So. Arizona at the Rams. Both of these teams have some injuries as well. Uh, they're one and one from the season. Uh, but DeAndre Hopkins is missing. That's a huge piece. J.J. Watts out. I, I think it's the Rams. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams. Same same reasoning there. J.J. Watt is a huge loss. Uh, Rams at home. Yeah, you know, I will say, though, this is the least certain game for me this weekend. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, we've seen Stafford just throw some awful interceptions for, mm -hmm. I don't know what he's seeing. He loves doing it. Um, and look, Arizona, despite their injuries, they beat Dallas, another very good team just a couple weeks ago. So again, I, I think this one's 50, 50. I mean, I, I would stay away from betting on this game. Totally. All right. Let's go back to the AFC side then. So assuming that Kansas city, Buffalo and Cincinnati advance. It would be Cincinnati at Tennessee. Oh, that's tough. Huh. Are we assuming Derrick Henry is all systems go? <laughs> let's say Henry's. Uh, let's say Henry gets his usual workload, maybe not as dominant, right? I mean, his first game back. It's hard to put him at 100%. Let's say 80% Derrick Henry. You know, I like Tennessee at home. Uh, the, uh, the Bengals uh, certainly have been playing like fireworks out there on offense, but uh, give me the home team, Tennessee. Yeah, and this comes down to, again, my coach of the year pick. I think Vrabel is going to scheme to yeah. really limit the passing game, force them to 
you know, play more of that slog fest game that the Titans are more accustomed to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's the added element. I, I think Joe Burrow's fine, but we don't know about his knee. He might not be 100 percent either. Right. All right. Kansas City or Buffalo at Kansas City would be the matchup. You know, I don't want to pick against Kansas City. Yeah, it's I think from a defensive standpoint, you know, Kansas City gets it right in the playoffs. They've got it figured out. Uh, How's Buffalo been on the pass rush? They have not been. They've been very solid around around the entire defensive field, but they have not been crazy good on, on defensive pressures against the quarterback, have they? Um, I can pull it up real quick. Let me see here. Sure. They we've are... seen the way we've seen the way to beat the Chiefs, and it's to get after Mahomes and to take away those deep shots. They are fifth in pass rush win rate as of last wow. week. This is a tough. This is a tough matchup to call. Call it. A, call it just my my pure gut. It's it's Pat Mahomes over Jared uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean the home field advantage. Kansas City's defense has been playing well too. So I mean, yeah. I mean those are the factors, right? Tough matchup though. Tough matchup. I think I think this round in the AFC playoffs is where anything could happen. Any of those four teams, right? I, yep. I think yeah. you could see advancing. Yep. So that would bring us to Tampa or no, Dallas at Tampa Bay. And then we've got who do we call? The Arizona or, or the Rams? Okay. Yep. The Rams at Green Bay. Those are the two games <clears throat> then. The, the, these two are pretty straightforward. I think Green Bay takes the Rams out um, pretty pretty easily. And I don't. I just don't see Dallas standing up to Tampa. I think I'm going to take Dallas. All right. Um, I mean, week one, right? That shootout to open the entire season. That was a great, great game. Tampa barely won. They're missing half their roster at this point. I mean, they, I don't know that they can keep up offensively. I think Dallas takes it. All right. We have divergence. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So then it's Kansas City at Tennessee. Yeah. And then Dallas City. at Green Bay. I, I can't pick against Kansas City there. I don't know. <laughs> I uh, I really like the Titans as a dark horse. I mean, when they get hot at the right time, uh, Kansas City has had trouble stopping the run. If they get Derrick Henry back, and they just force a turnover or two, I mean, that, that's what Kansas it's going to come City's down to. Kansas City's been winning, and they have not been producing. They're going to get things together come playoff time. You're going to see Ty- Tyreek Hill exploding yet again. He's been saving his energy. All right. I, I think that's still, like, Anything could happen in that game. It would not shock yep. me if Tennessee goes to the Super Bowl, is what I'm saying. All right. And that takes us to Green Bay versus either Dallas or Tampa, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah this, this would be is a no Green contest. I w- I, it pains me to say it, but but Green Bay takes everybody out on that side. Yeah, it's just on paper, it, it's, it's tough to bet against them. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I mean they've done all this without Jair Alexander. Yeah. Um, they're getting some offensive line help back. I, I I really do think it's the Packers in the Super Bowl. 
As much as I don't want to see that, I hope I'm wrong. You, th you think I want to see that? Yeah. As as Chicagoans <sighs> here, we uh, we hope that the Packers will not make it there. But uh, all right, Rogers, Mahomes, or Rogers, Titans. Who you got? I can't do it. The Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just will it into existence, right? It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there it is. Um, but I mean, that's the crazy thing, right? Like, I could see the Eagles and the Niners pulling upsets. I, I, I could yeah. see. Like I said, I could see the Titans going to the Super Bowl. I sure. like this is the most wide open I think the NFL playoffs have been in years. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a really, really exciting set of games these next couple of weeks. Very pumped for it. Um, it's nice to take a seat back and not have to think about fantasy ramifications so much, and just be able to just enjoy. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, we'll see what happens starting this weekend. But uh, yep. yeah, until until the preseason shows, we're gonna sign off for now. Uh, unless you want to do a another postseason show and just talk about football in general, it's up to you. Yeah, I don't hate that idea. Let's uh, let's just see. It. Let's roll with the punches. See what comes. All right. If we have time in the next couple of weeks after the first uh, couple of rounds of the playoffs, maybe we'll talk AFC and NFC championships. Um, yeah, and see what happens. But. Uh, Thanks for listening this season. Uh, again, hopefully you won your league or you did pretty well at least. Uh, if you have Dynasty stuff, you can follow us on Twitter. We'll be talking about football year long. I am at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And you can find me at FFA underscore Los. Of course, that's L-O-S. And you can, of course, find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, don't forget to hit subscribe uh, so that you get a notification when we do upload a, uh, an episode for you because uh, we may come out of nowhere. <laughs> that's very true. Happy New Year to all you guys. Uh, best of luck in 2022 and fantasy and otherwise. And uh, it's a fantasy world out there. And we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, addicts.